This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, Episode 5. You're listening to the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha. The show for internet entrepreneurs who want to accelerate their progress and expand their vision by standing on the shoulders of giants. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the Baller Circle. Today I'm welcoming Chris Larson of chrislarson.me into the Baller Circle. Chris is a member of my personal mastermind group and Chris is dedicated to creating an Etsy shop that is full of great products that people really love. He creates great products for gamers. He also creates courses for people who are interested in starting their own Etsy shops who want to learn how to make their own products learn how to sell their products on Etsy, and get the kind of traffic that they need to make those sort of sales. Chris is a great resource for any of this sort of material, and I'm really glad to have him on the show. So from with that, we'll go on with the interview. What's up, Chris? How are things going? Hey, guys. It's going really well. Awesome. So, Chris, one thing I wanted to really understand about you is if you can go all the way back to the beginning how did you first get introduced to internet marketing and online business, and how was it discovered? Um, I grew up with computers, so I've always been around computers, so that was something that was always part of my life. In fact, my mom was a computer programmer, um, and so I, I always knew I kind of wanted to do stuff with computers, and then the internet marketing thing didn't really hit me till later on in life. Um, as an engineer, there's kind of hard feelings for marketers, and, and so we would always make fun of them. <laughs> <laughs> so now I've realized, you know, actually being able to, to sell and express, you know, the importance of purchasing a product is a, is a huge factor in the success of anything you do. And so it was about, I, I think it was about 2012 time frame that I stumbled across Pat Flynn's blog, um, Smart Passive Income. I don't even know how I found it. It, w- it was just like a random search on the internet that led me to his stuff. And then I started reading up on what he was doing with the uh, niche site Duel, okay. where he would, he would spin up a website and then get it to rank really high in Google, which no longer works today the way he originally said it. Yeah, I remember um, that. I think I feel like everything starts with Pat Flynn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so that that one there really got me excited about being able to use my technical skill to to put these online marketing stuff together. So yeah, it was about then, and then um, since then, I've just been studying and reading as much as I could. Okay, sounds good. Um, so can you can you talk about uh, your business and how you're making money online and why you chose to go in that direction? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> a business makes it sound so much more than it is. I think. Um, and so, yeah. Currently, I am running a website teaching Etsyans, um, people who make handmade goods, um, how to market and sell their stuff online. And so, it's basically you know, doing the SEO stuff, doing the the images and, and getting everything set up so that they can make a few bucks on the side. And so it's uh, handmake1k.com, um, just a simple course on how to how people can get started and, and just a real introductory on how to get this basic internet stuff done. Because a lot of the um, 
a lot of the people, all they want to do is sell crafts. They don't have to worry about the rest of the whole technology and the whole search engine stuff. And so I'm trying to, to take that part out of the equation and they can just focus on crafting and they can also make the sales because it's pretty competitive market. Right. So, so why did you, uh, why did you pick that? How did, how did that evolve? That was, um, I've always been kind of crafty myself, learning how to do leather work. And in fact, I know how to knit and crochet and all that stuff. Um, so crafts have always been kind of interesting to me. And then I had been doing this online business stuff for a while, not making much off of AdSense. I had my own personal blog where I would blog about programming topics and um, the AdSense stuff just wasn't going to be enough. And I, you know, the numbers are just kind of going down and down each month on, on what I was making there. So I decided to go the route of trying to sell a physical product online. And Etsy seemed to be the easiest route for me. So I designed these little board game accessories and marketed them on Etsy and then um, sold them on Etsy. And then I did a little Kickstarter as well to kind of get things rolling and sold them on Kickstarter. So between those two, um, I kind of had a handle on how to do that. But man, making the crafts every day was not something I want to spend the rest of my life doing. So <laughs> I I brought it back to the internet marketing space and um, now have online products. Okay, awesome. Uh, so how did you make your first dollar and, and what did that feel like? <laughs> the first dollar was Google AdSense. That was kind of cool because uh, it was it was the strangest thing to me that you could just have a blog, people would visit it, and then if they happened to click on this thing on the side, you had a little dashboard that showed a dollar, and I was like, that's that's so cool. I didn't do any work, and, you know, I got a check in the mail. You have to wait a while because they don't send you a check till you get 100 bucks. Right. So it was it was several months to to actually receive that first dollar, <laughs> <laughs> but but that was that was how I got the first dollar was with the Google AdSense. Ah, uh, that's awesome. So when you first started out and you were learning about this online marketing thing and trying to figure out, okay, I'm going to start this blog, I'm going to try to make some money. Did you feel like an imposter? Did you feel like? Why should anyone listen to me or why should anyone read anything that I'm writing? Oh, yeah. And, and I think I still feel that way. Yeah. Because some of, some of that stuff comes easy to me. And it's like, why would anybody pay, you know, to me to, like, make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Like, <laughs> everybody should know how to just make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Well, apparently people will pay, you know, someone to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And, and so that, that always seemed kind of weird to me. And then, of course, there's always people with prettier websites or maybe they have more degrees than me, especially on my original blog. I was talking about programming topics and um, some specialty software used by scientists. And, of course, I don't have a PhD. I don't even have a master's degree. But the people who would read this stuff were all very well educated. Mm-hmm. And so it's was, it was, it was quite intimidating. Um, but at the same time, they were getting value out of it. And so it's, uh, it's cool to see that I can contribute, even though I haven't done the full 
however many years of school to get that kind of degree or recognition. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's something that's so interesting because I think that everyone kind of goes through that to some degree or another. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said they were getting value out of it because I think that we often have information that's valuable that the way we judge the value of it is very different than how someone else might judge the value in it. So I think the the important thing is just like to put it out there and let the audience decide for themselves whether or not they think it's valuable as opposed to us saying, let me look at this thing. Do I think it's valuable? No, I don't. I feel like an imposter. Let me not put it out there because, you know, people aren't stupid. If they don't think it's valuable, they're not going to read it. They're not going to listen to it and they certainly aren't going to buy it. Um, so, yeah, I feel like that that I would assume that for you, um, you know, getting that first dollar, seeing people read your stuff and come back uh, was was huge in helping you validate your your purpose and 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 kind of get getting uh, or lessening um, the feeling that you were an imposter. Right. Oh, yeah. And that's so true. I mean, I went to a programming competition, a hackathon. And there was no way I was going to be able to compete because the guys that were there were at a, a much higher level. Well, it turns out instead of full-on competing, I wrote a tutorial on how to use the hardware that was provided. Hmm. And that's one of my most popular posts on my blog now. Oh, and awesome. so I get, I get people from all over, you know, in universities, college professors, like saying, Hey, I have a question, you know, on your tutorial. <laughs> and it's like, I just wrote this because I wasn't good enough to compete. And so <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it, it's cool that, that people are getting value out of that. And, and it was, to me, it kind of felt like a, a failure because I didn't, you know, do the competition. But in the end, now I have this blog post that people are enjoying reading and they keep coming back and, it's uh, it's it, it's an odd feeling, you know, when when people are like, "Hey, thanks for that," you know, that so helped me out. Like, I was spending days trying to figure out this problem, and you just explained it. Like, I don't know. To me, that's the coolest thing in the world. That I just put this thing on the internet, and somebody over in Europe, you know, their day's better because of it. Right. That is pretty cool. And to have have that kind of reach, you know, you can you can reach people around the world um, because of the internet. That's that's so powerful. Um, so, what what are your short term goals, and uh, where do you ultimately see uh, your business going? So, my my very short term goals are, are kind of small. I mean, I'm I'm just trying to get a steady hundred dollars a month. That's that's my short term goal. Okay, is to just just <laughs> just get a steady hundred dollars a month because I feel like the the hardest part for me has been getting it going, and then um, a lot of the stuff I read online and a lot of the um, tutorials and things for growing businesses kind of assume you already have something that's moving, and so I'm just trying to get that that blog or that, you know, online business just kind of moving with a little momentum. And so my goal is, is just a hundred bucks a month. Um, and then, and then from there start, you know, keep adding fuel, keep getting it going a little faster. 
um, and then grow it. That sounds good. Um, so what is your process for setting goals and how do you keep yourself on track to make sure you accomplish them? So I do, I have to attribute Nicole for this. Um, the 90 day goal framework, um, it's been super helpful. And this is, uh, Nicole St. Germain, uh, who's in our mastermind group from, uh, takebetternotes.com. Yes. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Yeah, and so I, uh, I'm i very bad at long-term thinking. Um, in fact, 90 days is kind of a stretch for me <laughs> when it comes to planning. But this was good because it was like, I'll set a big stretch goal that I'm certain I can maybe hit in 90 days. Um, and then I kind of set it into three chunks of 30 days each. And then I don't even worry about the last two chunks of work. I just focus on that first 30 days. Knowing that if I fir- if I finish that first thirty days of work, then the next thirty days I can figure out what needs to be done there, and then the next thirty days, and then before I know it, I'll be able to reach my ninety day goal. And so I have a spreadsheet, <laughs> nothing fancy, just a simple spreadsheet, and um, it has everything scaffolded out for the full ninety days, but two thirds of it is empty, and it's just. <laughs> And it's just that first third that I'm working on okay. that I have filled in. And uh, it's it's been good. And it, it, it's also kind of like a little victory, you know, every week to check it and say, like, hey, I actually finished something. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm, make, I'm making forward progress on this because some days it just feels like nothing's going forward. And maybe it's a, like spring break or something and the internet gets slow and, it's just like I don't know if I'm if this is working. <laughs> yeah, but I, after after a while, I realize you know these these steps I'm taking are adding up. Yeah, I mean I I think the uh, the goal setting thing and and trying to stay on track and uh, I guess really the the whole process of taking baby steps you know is so important and and how they all accumulate eventually. Uh, into something uh, useful. Um, do, do, so do you have any business partners or a team that you work with or, or do you do everything by yourself? Currently, I do everything by myself. I've been trying to recruit my friends, but <laughs> I haven't been successful in that yet. Yeah, so no interest. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's just kind of me working on it right now. I did have one friend who was really excited about it. And he kind of works in the um, internet marketing industry as well. Um, and so we set up a Slack channel and we set up you know, a domain name and we set up a blog. And then three months later, neither one of us had contributed anything. <laughs> and a year later, the domain was up for renewal and so uh. we just canceled it. And so... So I, I tried, but, uh, you know, it, it, it hasn't worked out to get a business partner yet. So I, I do most of it on my own. Okay. Uh, so, Chris, you're, you're married and uh, you have a family. Um, has trying to be an entrepreneur affected uh, your, your family life in any way, your relationships? Um, and, you know, do you... Do you feel as though you would ever want to work with any family members? Um, yeah, the, the, 
the online business is kind of a strange thing for most of my family members because they think I'm just playing on the computer. And I mean, <laughs> half the time, yeah, maybe I am just playing on the computer or on Facebook. But the other half of the time, I'm, you know, trying to to craft a strategy for my business or trying to, you know, make a sales page or something like that. But to my family, it looks the same. Right. <laughs> and so... It's like, why are you playing so much on your computer? So that, that's been a little bit of a struggle. So I've had to um, be conscious of that and kind of set times of the day where I do my business work. Okay. Um, and that's why I have a if this, then that reminder. So in the morning, right before work, I have a half hour where my if this, then that just gives me a little chime and says, hey, it's time to work on your business. Okay. So I do that for half hour. And then at lunchtime, at work, then I get another chime saying, hey, break for lunch. It's time to work on your business. Um, so that's been, that's been a really helpful. And I've been doing that now for about maybe three months. Okay. And that's been, that's been really helpful. But uh, yeah, none of my family members have expressed interest in doing this <laughs> online marketing thing. Right. You're, you're off on your own. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you faced any resistance, like people telling you to stop doing it, or has it just been they're just indifferent toward you doing it? No, I haven't. There's no resistance. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's everybody kind of sees it as like a hobby. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, hey, you know, you're spending too much time on your hobby. Right. So it's never been any risk. It's just like, oh, you're you're watching too much TV, or or oh, you're playing too many computer games. It's more like that, <laughs> right? Okay, kind of thing. And so um, I've just had to kind of manage that. And it's it's hard it's hard for my family to to actually believe you can make real money, <laughs> and right. and and you know doing this stuff. And so. Um, you know, when when the checks come in, then it'll be more convincing. But right now, you know, the hundred bucks here and there that I'm making isn't enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just kind of fun. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's so interesting. I I was actually talking to someone the other day, and uh, they were saying the same thing. He has a business that's actually really really successful. And he was telling me that he, uh, so he graduated from MIT and he was working as an engineer for a while. And once he started doing online business, everyone said, you know, why are you wasting your money with your money, you know, buying these courses and, you know, all this time trying to, trying to build this, this thing that's never going to go anywhere. And now that he's successful and he's making, you know, he's actually a, a seven figure earner, uh, online he says that all those same people are, you know, he's validated himself. So now everyone believes in him and now everyone believes in the things that he's doing. But it's like until you validate that possibility um, with success, people who haven't seen that it's possible don't believe that it's possible. Yes. Um, I, and one, one thing came up in the conversation that really stuck with me and it was the the idea that Fear and faith are two sides of the same coin. And I mean, they're both you believing in things that you can't see and don't know whether they're going to happen. 
but it's just, you know, the decision that you make, whether or not you're going to, you know, succumb to the possibility side or succumb to uh, the fear and, I guess, really negativity side, right? But it's but they're really this, the same thing. Um, and I thought about that, and I was like, that's really true, and I have to be more cognizant of that when I when I fear certain things that I also have the choice to to have faith because I don't really know for sure what's going to happen. Um, so that's interesting. Um, do you have any favorite tools or apps uh, that you use to help you stay productive? Yeah. Well, the if this, then that. Um, and basically, I, I kind of use it more like a alarm clock. Okay. And so it just just twice a day it sends me a time. I have it installed on my phone and then I enabled the push notifications and so then twice a day it just gives me a little chime and reminds me, "Hey, you know, you set this goal and then this is the time to work on it." Um so that's been the best tool. Okay. By far is just you know, making sure I actually spend time doing this. Um and then I have a whole slew of other tools, but the they all come down to getting ideas out of my head and <laughs> onto the screen. So Google Docs has been the place where I capture most of most of my stuff and write my blog posts and um, take care of some of the image editing. I oh, I use Canva a lot for the images and stuff and. Um, I'm a developer, and so my blog, I, I, I use kind of a, a specialized um, publishing tool called Jekyll. Hmm. Okay. And so it's, it's great for people who like to use text editors and markdown language, um, and I like it a lot. And it's super simple for me to just quick write a post, and then when it publishes, it's publishes it in a way that's really fast and it works on mobile so I've found that a lot of people that visit my website come directly from mobile and so all of my pages are simple light super fast so that's uh that's my basic setup there okay perfect um what have you wasted time and money on (laughs) and uh you know, what mistakes have you made while building your business? Um, I've wasted a lot of time on tactics. Tactics, okay. Right, okay. like I, my first few blogs, um, I never really validated the ideas. In fact, I had this great idea um, one year. I was like, oh, I'm going to build a website for the state fair. <laughs> so we have a really big state fair in Minnesota and I'm like I'm going to build a website for it it's going to be great everybody will use it and I didn't think about how much work it would take um, I didn't think about at the time you know it was like 2G networks 3G networks <laughs> people, people aren't going to be able to even see the website because it's so heavy full of images that aren't even going to download uh, and then at the fair, like the network's not going to work very well. So I didn't, I didn't think through any of this. But I spent all this time putting it together. I got pictures of all the attractions at the fair. I put up the whole, the whole website. 
and I had like Google Maps on it to show people where to park and everything. <laughs> and then I don't know, like during the fair for three days, I got a spike in traffic. And then the rest of the year, nobody comes to it because the oh, fair is three days long, right? So I put all this effort into building this website. It only gets visited for one week a year. Right. Man. And so during that week, I would make like, I don't know, 40 bucks in AdSense. And that was okay. But then the rest of the year, zero traffic. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so so that, was, that was so discouraging once I realized what I had done and put all the effort into and realized that this is, you know... A very time-dependent event that's very short, and and people aren't just like going to do research on it. It's kind of a spur of the moment thing. They're like, "Hey, it's after work. We'll go to the fair." So that was that was a big waste of time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, at least you uh, at least you learned and were you know were able to pivot. I think uh, I don't know. I I feel like with with business. So many people, including myself, you feel like you, you have to come up with that one perfect winning idea uh, and, you know, it can never change because then you've failed. Um, and I remember I watched this documentary uh, called Startup Kids and they had all these venture capitalists on there talking about uh, people that are creating startups and who they want to give money to. And one of the things that they consistently said was that they love giving money to people who have already failed multiple times because, and you would think, I, I initially thought like, wow, if they, if they know you failed, they don't want to give you any money because then you're sca they're scared you're going to fail again. But they basically said failure is inevitable. So if you haven't failed yet, that means that you're going to fail eventually. And I'd rather have you uh, on your you know second or third project and know that you have what it takes to stick it out and keep going and not quit once you face adversity and you have some, you know, some failure in your life, then to take a chance on somebody who's going to like, you know, work on their first business, that thing fails and they give up. Um, so they actually see f someone who fails as, uh, as an asset as opposed to uh, as a liability, which I thought was interesting. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's so, that's so true. In fact, my, uh, my latest project, I only have seven blog posts. And I just keep rewriting them hmm. because it's there's no there's no good writers. There's only good rewriters. And so the first few I put out there were just failures and the the content didn't flow. And so I've just been reworking these same blog posts over and over. And every time I get feedback from a new um, set of readers, you know, I take that and then I rework it back into the same blog post. And so it's just each time. <laughs> another set of blog posts come out or another set of readers come through and I feel I see where where I failed on each of the, the posts and, and where I didn't quite convey the concepts I'm trying to explain and then I rewrite it and then I just keep doing that and so it's it's just a constant process of of failure so I, I kind of built that into the to the latest product right that's awesome I love that um so with all that, you know, failure and pivoting and disappointments that happened, did you ever get to a point where you wanted to quit, where you thought, you know, maybe this online business stuff is just not for me? 
I've I've been discouraged about it, but I've never actually been to the point where I want to quit. I mean, okay. computers are such a, a strong part of my life <laughs> that I know I'm always going to be working with computers and I'm always going to be doing stuff online. And so it just, it, it kind of what that looks like is changing all the time. Um, but it always kind of circles back to, to doing online marketing. Okay. Huh. Sounds like you have a good focus. Um, so with that, a lot of people are starting out new. They haven't made any money online yet. What would you say is the best way to get started uh, to learn how to make money without wasting a lot of time and resources? I would say um, pick something that you're good at. It will actually ask your friends. Ask your friends what they think you're good at. Hmm. Um, because there's, there's blind spots. I, there was a few things that I didn't realize I was good at until I had some friends tell me that. Um, and then just start blogging about it or, or doing YouTube videos about it or, um, you know, there's lots of different ways you can, you can have a presence online, but just, you know, start sharing what you know about that topic. And from there, um, the people who come visit and it'll take a while to get commenters and stuff, but, you know, after several months of this, it's not quick. Um, then you'll see people leaving comments and you'll see, you know, where you can add even more value. And, and from there, that's where you get product ideas and, and where you, you can see the next step. But the first step is to just start practicing and, and just start putting something online. Right. And, and just, it's a, cause just learning the, the technology is a huge hurdle. So where would you even, so if you even took it back uh, another step, um, how, how, how would you learn even the technology piece and the specifics of, let's say I want to write a blog post, but I've never done it before. How do I do this? How do I drive traffic? How do I, you know, even, you know, buy a URL? How would you, what would you use to learn um, that process? Um, oh, that's a good question because I've, See, this is something that I take for granted, <laughs> knowing how to do that stuff, because right. um, I've known how to do it for so long. Um, but yeah, the uh, I've always just been a fan of of googling things, okay, <laughs> and and then figuring out how to do it. In fact, I actually buy all my domain names from Google. Hmm. Okay. Um, there's I've tried some others, but. Google started selling domains. Uh, it must have been uh, two years ago. Maybe it was only a year ago. Um, but now I just use Google for everything. And I use the um, Google's blogger platform for setting up blogs. Oh, you YouTube. Do. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, there's some issue there. Google doesn't like spammy, salesy. And, and they're really kind of strict about what they consider to be salesy mm -hmm. on blogger so you can get in trouble there but the topics i've been blogging about have been okay okay um 
but yeah, it's just a process of of learning how to put something on a blog. And so Blogger um, has been been great for getting going with that. And then YouTube has been good for getting videos out there. Okay, so you would just say, "Hey, I want to learn about online marketing." Uh, put it in Google. How do you learn about online marketing? And then whatever comes up as a result, read that and then kind of uh, pick up subsequent training and pieces just by like learning from that one article or video that you watch and then figuring out what the next step is and just keep working your way through through that content that you find through your Google searches and your uh, YouTube searches. That's yeah, That that's actually my my personal process for learning mm-hmm. anything new. Um, some people that can be discouraging for right. because there's it's kind of a lot of steps of failure. But for me personally, that's been the best way for me to kind of learn hands-on and, and kind of fail on my own and, and um, from that learn. I mean, it might be slower. <laughs> there might be better ways to learn. But for my personality, that has been the way that I've been doing it. Okay. So it sounds like you're not a fan of you know, buying courses and like getting that like packaged uh, setup of of processes. No, I, I haven't really been a fan of that because I feel like, and this might be um, just kind of my personality, like I was saying, is that there's a lot of stuff that I would miss. And so if I just grabbed a course and started, you know, taking the course, I feel like there's a lot of, things that um, might be working that I might miss and and I wouldn't really understand the principles behind it uh, right I would just pick up the tactics mm-hmm. and and to me it's more important to understand the principles behind what's going on because then I can choose the right tactic for the media so for the medium so if I'm on YouTube you know, if the principle is, you know, trying to get people to like your stuff on an emotional level, well, then how you do that on YouTube is different than how you do that on a blog post. Right. And so knowing that the base principle is there, then you can kind of pick the tactic. But I feel like some of these courses will just teach the tactic and then if the platform changes, if YouTube changes something, then the people who are just using the tactic won't be able to adapt. So right. I feel like in the long run, um, it's going to be better to, to learn all the, the principles behind what's going on. Yeah, that, okay. makes, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Huh. All right, well, well Chris, uh, I really appreciate your time. And uh, you've provided some really, really good insights and, and some great answers to the questions that uh, you've been asked. Um, I'd like to know, how can the Baller Circle get in touch with you and learn more about your business? Yeah, the best place to reach me is at um, my personal blog. And that's chrislarson.me. Whoever got the .com, <laughs> could you give it up and sell it back to me? <laughs> so... <laughs> It's it's Chris Larson dot me. You may get an offer that uh, that's that's really high on that <laughs> on that one. They say I'll, I'll sell it back to you, but now that I know that you actually want it, the price is going to go up a little bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, sounds good. 
Sounds good, Chris. Thanks a lot. Uh, I really appreciate the time. And um, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll speak again. All right. Thank you, Michael. No problem. Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers podcast. Don't miss out on next week's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. Check out the Internet Ballers blog at internetballers.co for more tips on how to accelerate your progress and expand your vision.